What is good? Gosh, it's been a while. It's been a crazy and wild couple weeks in in, in all of wrestling, uh, hands down, especially here at the WTFW podcast. Uh, but hey, you know, we, we really wanted to give time for things to marinate, the fluid situations to go through. There's a lot that happened on the shows. You got the barbed wire match that happened with AW last week. We have Vince McMahon stepping down and stepping away triple h talk we have summer slam predictions yes yes we have official summer slam predict casual wrestling fan you challenged us to get our predictions out on wednesday i know you taking over the mailbag today so hey we decided that we're gonna do it all one time all at the same time and in one shot today and uh i got i got my boys here I got my boys here. No, mean to mean is still on his hiatus, and 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 that's fine because I got Justin here, and then I also have newly repackaged, repackaged. We got Rudy Garland in the house. Uh, this is gonna be an exciting episode. So uh, take it over the rainbow, boys. Take it over the rainbow. <laughs> oh no, that is so punny. This is, I, this is gonna be bad in a good way, not like in a Miz Logan Paul way. But we will get there. But first of all, guys, guys, hey, hey, let's let's start with the elephant in the room. Let's get the elephant out of the room. Let's get the facts out there. Uh, you know, I did the research, um, and the bottom line is this: is uh, a lot of people thought that Vince McMahon stepping away was also going to uh, be a way of keeping him involved, keeping him uh, ready to be able to come back down the line after scandals and whatnot, you know, fade away. But that is not the case. Stephanie McMahon has been officially signed, dealed as co-CEO. Uh, Triple H is not just head of talent relations, but he is also now in charge of creative so you know we've we've said it for a couple years that's what we wanted and in a turnaround of events it's what we got so you know we're gonna let you kick this off first jay uh you know bottom line you've been you've been watching a long time a long time so what do you what are your thoughts in anything related vince mcmahon well first off i think we've all been waiting for this for a long time and honestly, I'd kind of gotten to the point where I was thinking that Vince McMahon was never going to let loose control. I never until thought he'd he leave. died. Yep. Like, I figured he'd take this to, you know, being an old man who kind of seemed senile already as it was. But I'm stoked about it. I mean, the WWE's gotten stale. And he's been using the same gimmicks, the same ideas formulas over and over and over again and it got to the point where we've talked many times about how ron smackdown has just gotten boring they always talk about expect the unexpected but we haven't felt that in a long time no i can sit here and watch a raw match with you or rudy garland here and i can call it before it's even happened of yes. what's going on yes and it just made it to where i Kind of makes just, it a lunchable. Yeah, I was bored. It makes it a lunchable. I mean, two weeks ago there was a whole episode of Raw that was a lunchable break. Oh, I, yeah. I honestly didn't care to like sit down and watch the whole thing. I'd put it on, and I had no problem doing stuff around the house or checking my phone or even reading a book for that matter. Exactly. Because there was maybe like one or two things on there that I cared about, and even then. It wasn't that good. And even then, I could have got that on 
And we'll, uh, TikTok. We'll, we'll get back to this when we talk about uh, AEW later. Yes. But to me, like, I think this is a very good thing because Triple H, and we just talked about this earlier, with Triple H being in charge of this, he was a wrestler. He was someone who went through the gauntlet of everything. So he understands it from a wrestler's perspective. Vince McMahon was handed a company from his dad. And he bought it from him. Yeah. But Vince McMahon never was like in the dirt with the rest of them. He was never in the proverbial trenches. Crap, yeah. You know, all he saw was ways to make money. And he went with the same formulas that he knew would work every time. And it's kind of like how we talk about, okay, you know, like with the Lesnar-Reigns matches. Here we are, once again, seeing that. How many times do we see some of these matches over the years? How many times was it Austin versus Rock at WrestleMania? I mean, look at SummerSlam. SummerSlam card is almost a complete rematch. Of Mania? Of, of, the, of the last paper of Money in the Bank. With Money the, in the Bank and, and, and SummerSlam are almost identical. With the exception of you get the main title match. Right. But, yeah, it's. What, what what do you think, Rudy? What do you think, Rudy? I mean, you you an old head, you an old head, Rudy Garland. I mean, let's go down the yellow brick road for a second. <laughs> oh man, you know what you know what this was? It was like taking the curtain off this whole scandal that McMahon has gone through. It's just the curtain was lifted. We see from we see him for what he was. And what we've already known, we already was. knew, we already knew, but I mean, a vast majority of people didn't know that. And so we didn't, they didn't know of the scandal, but this one was out in the or open. not wanting to believe it. Exactly. Exactly. So the wizard has been shown, but I got to give props to him because without Vince, wrestling would not be the product it is today. There's no denying that. But whatsoever. the problem that I always saw with his uh, later years was that he he would cycle the same old garbage. The same. And it was just like sex and these two big guys going at it. And it was always the same thing. It was always, it, it just, it just doesn't, I mean, in the beginning it was maybe a little charming. But times have changed. But times have changed and he can't really do that. And he was basically showing his age. And, and he, he buried a lot of really good talent. Oh, absolutely. He let go a lot. Of he let really go good. of a lot of good time. I mean, I mean guys that are legends in other in other companies now. Look at half of AEW's roster. Exactly. Half of AEW's roster. You got your Brian Danielson's. You got your Malachi Blacks. You got your CM Punk's. I mean, John Moxley. John Moxley. The list is growing and growing and growing. Mm. And, you know, someone said to me, you know, earlier in the week, you know, how many people does it take before you realize where the actual problem is. Yeah. And, you know, but on that level, I got to agree with you. I got to agree. I'm going to take this moment right now, beyond the shadow of a doubt. Thank you, Vince. Because without Vince McMahon, I do not believe that wrestling as we know it today exists. No, I 100% agree with you. Yes, thank you, Vince. But on that note, Goodbye, and I'm not sorry to see you go. Exactly, mm. exactly. You know, and that's bottom line. And, and so we all can agree. Triple H taking over the ring. Absolutely, Triple H taking over. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what him and possibly 
Heyman could do together. I believe Paul Heyman, and this is something that I'm predicting. I'm predicting. All right. I think that because I mean, Paul Heyman has held every single job there is to have in WWE. Why? Because even if Vince wanted to put someone else in the position he was in, or even if he got into it with uh, with Paul Heyman about something, he never let him go. The man well, has a master's degree It's in not even just WWE. He's been in every position in almost every major company. Everyone. He ran his own company. Exactly. You know, this is a, a guy successful that's, one that challenged WWF. This is a guy that started out as, he was taking pictures of wrestlers. And he went and, you know, he started ECW. Mm. He got that going. Yes. It was a challenge. And yes, there is the stories that Vince was privately backing that and, mm. you know, making, you know, upcoming new talent. So be it. Without ECW, we wouldn't have had a lot of things that we have now. Exactly. Wrestling education ought to be where it is now. Exactly. And I will also I also want to give some props because, you know, I watched the you know, I was at Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie McMahon had a lot more control or had a lot more influence at that time. Because like I said, it was a fluid situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is before Triple H got got the job job, you know, but you could tell at Money in the Bank that something was a little different. You could tell you didn't feel like you knew everything that was going to happen. You had some pretty good ideas, you know, but the theory storyline, as much as I'm, you know, on the fan side of me, I'm booing theory all the way. On the on the critical side, Kanye Twitty side, like, theory's doing his job. And he's doing it well. You know, the Liv Morgan pop and the way she was she was used, you know, from the get-go on the beginning of her title run right now, I'm gonna you know, I think they're doing it right. You know, I understand, like I said last last time we were here, the only person I, I understand her fighting Ronda one more time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine with me. But these are two baby faces. There's a respect going on. I, I'm okay with that because I believe that if you're the champion, I don't think you should automatically get a rematch. But I do believe that you have a right to put the other person over one more time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm okay with this. Just as long as after Ronda, I want to see Liv go some go go on to something else. Just like I want to see Roman go on to something else. Just like if Brock's gonna stay around, I want to see him wrestle someone else. I think we're jumping ahead. You know, these are conversations to have that. Later in the show. <laughs> well, well, you know what? We, it's been two weeks. There's a lot on my mind. And just got to get out there. But, so let's wrap up the Vince. Vince McMahon stepping away. Fire, trash, or lunchable? Fire. Fire. Absolute fire. Absolute fire. Triple H taking over as EVP and head of creative. Fire, trash, or lunchable? Fire. Uh, nuclear holocaust. No. <laughs> it's a bomb. And it yeah. is huge. We're going to uh, see the flying it's what monkeys, been, man. It's, it's what we've been waiting for. So now, but here's also what I'm saying. This is wrestling, and we know that you can't change everything in a moment's notice. So I want to see how the fans, how much time they give Triple H and the new regime. Like, give them some time. Give them a little bit of time. You know what I mean? Because no matter what, what we're dealing with right now is still the remaining parts of what Vince started and wrote and whatnot. But... I do believe that by res- WrestleMania, I think this ne- WrestleMania, I think that's the biggest reason. I think this is fire. This is Triple H is going to be in charge of creative at WrestleMania. I mean, I, I agree with that, and I think also on that note, um, the important thing too is what happens when some of these contracts run out. Because Vince had, you know, some of these contracts had specific things that Vince added to them. That Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. So as these start running out. 
I think we're also going to see a dramatic change of, you know. Turnover. Yeah. I think we will. Turnover and maybe seeing some of these people get the shot they deserve. But also, you might see some people come back. That's true. There are some people that are gone specifically for the fact of Vince McMahon. Oh, absolutely. But this is like letting the flying monkeys out, man. (laughs) Everything's going to go into total chaos, and we're going to see things that we never thought we'd be able to see. Because now that Triple H and Stephanie are in charge, we're going to see a whole change. It's going to be chaos. Like, like those so monkeys that, stomping, that's one of the biggest stomping out the straw man. We're going to send a right. cheering that and That's on. one of the biggest reasons why we what we here at WTFW Podcast wanted to give the week a time to breathe. Because everybody's talked about this. Everybody was going to touch base on it. But I wanted to see, let it play out a little bit. And now, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's see what happens. All right, all right, all right, all right. But, okay, besides that, what's next? What we got next on the docket? Because, hey, me and Rudy Garland saw something amazing this last weekend. We saw the rise of a new superstar. A new superstar that that is maybe new to us. Some other people may, may know about her a little bit, but I got to say this. Kid Bandit. 100% what? in. Kid Bandit, I mean, we've even shown Justin, right, the, the matches. We What we did is we went to Prestige Wrestling in Portland, Oregon over the weekend where we got to see, uh, uh, I really hope I don't, we, the new Japan Japanese wrestler, you know how to pronounce his name correctly? Huh? Huh? Oh, huh? gosh, I'm just going to. Kanosuke I, Takashida? Takashida. Takashida. We also got to see Frankie Takashida. Kazarian. We also got Tokashida. to see uh, ACH, formerly known as Jordan Miles. Mm-hmm. But no matter... Oh, and, and you know what? For Miss Connie Twitty, I, I got to throw this one out there too. We did get to see all caps ACH from... Uh, or not ACH, all caps uh, Ethan, Ethan. Ethan HD. He fought. <laughs> yeah, oh, he fought. He actually fought ACH, who was formerly Jordan Miles. But... Uh, Absolutely amazing show, right? Yeah. I mean, Prestige Wrestling, it was your first Prestige. Would you, would you give that Prestige Wrestling as a whole Fire Trash or Lunchable? Absolute fire. It was an emerald power bar. Like, it was just, it was, I was so enthralled with the entire show. Even, even the, even the Lunchable. Even the Lunchable match. Was a fruit snack. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I was happy with it, and and the way the the fact is, well, there we, was two lunchables, but they were both fruit snacks. And I, was, it, I enjoyed them enough where it kept my attention, even though they were a little slow. But let's talk about Kid Bandit, <laughs> okay? Like because it has just been announced. It's just been announced. Absolutely. Kid Bandit is going to be doing the big prestige wrestling event in Pomona, California, mm. and she is going to wrestle none other than. Wait for it, y'all. Malachi Black. I, I got goosebumps. I literally got goosebumps right now. SoCal, kid. Everyone in SoCal, get your tickets. Get your tickets. Seriously, this is not something you want to miss. Makaito is going to be there, and Ma- I don't care. Makaito is amazing. It's amazing. I don't care. Man is huge. But Kid Bandit will defy your expectations. I mean, it, it, what, let's give them a kind of an idea of what we saw. What it was, was how it long, was a... How long has Kid Bandit been wrestling? Kid Bandit's been wrestling less, less than, than a year. year. Yeah. Less than a year. And and uh, she 
put on this match that was a devil's playground match with uh, uh they call him what the psycho devil psycho devil psycho devil and and i've seen psycho devil in a couple and we talked about him at the last prestige show that i went to uh they did a whole match a, a death match with a broken ring and it was one of the most brutal things i'm talking john moxley status i'm talking barbed wire everywhere match style like one of the most amazing sadistic crazy things I've ever seen but the bottom line is is me and Rudy had the best seats in the house mm. because it, two feet in front of us was the ring and one foot behind us was the entrance curtain for for the wrestlers and Kid Bandit you gotta go look her up on your YouTubes you gotta look her up on your Instagrams and everything because I'm saying this right now right now Kid Bandit is not gonna be on the independent scene <laughs> that long no not at all there's no way there's too much heat right now I mean they're there's posts I'm seeing from the East Coast of my friends talking about Kid Bandit. Even down south, in the southeast and the southwest, they're talking about her. She is blowing up the circuit right now. And, and, and the, the bottom line is, is the in-ring work from, from this girl... And, and you know, I don't... I, I, and let's, you know, let me just say this one time. Okay. I, I, I don't know the pronouns. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm, you know, because that's... I'm not saying it's not because I don't care. It's that I don't know right now. But Kid Bandit, the professional wrestler, hands down, in my top five professional wrestlers I've ever seen, live, period, and 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 what 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 she's capable of, I mean, wow, it, it, I'm gonna try and get her on the show. We got to. Like I already ordered a shirt, Rudy. Yeah, I didn't order you one. No, that's all right. I didn't. I'll order one. I'm selfish. That's okay. Okay. That's but right. the bottom line is this is is prestige wrestling. Um, we've already decided to go to uh, Rise of the Dead in Portland, Oregon, uh, on October 30th. I might even try and go down to California and catch a couple matches down there. The bottom line is this is uh, two things I want to say to wrap this one up. Kid Bandit, if you're listening to this podcast, check her out in every way chance you can period because this is why we watch wrestling not to uh put myself out there but if you're interested in seeing any of the entrances tell me where to go to tiktok and look up rudimentary peanut one word rudimentary peanut wait 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 wait, justin rudimentary peanut is i don't is that is that is that fire flushable or i don't want to touch this That's the best you can come up That's with. That's the man. best you could come up hey, with. Hey man, I was on the spot when I was making it. Rudimentary yeah. peanut. It was after a punk. Band, okay, but. so at rudimentary peanut. Are you referring to something else? Oh, no, no, no. We, no. we PG here. We PG here. We're not say, doing a mid storyline. No, no, no. no. It was, a, it was named it. after a punk band, but <laughs> you can find the entrances there. You can actually see yes. Kanye right there. He's in a lot of my shots blocking them, but you can see the smile yes. on his face. There's a few times that we look at each other. It's really funny. The bottom line is, is it's great I've, I've been to so many shows. Royal Rumbles, uh, Summer Slams, Independence. But for 10 minutes during Kid Bandit's match, I stood there with my hands on my head in utter silence. Looking at Rudy saying, what the F, WTF, are we watching? What is going on here? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, from the videos you showed me, um, I'd say the fact that they brought out a door. Yeah, oh, th- th- this is something new. Uh, th- they brought it out a door and used it. In Prestige Wrestling, they, and do then not they, use, break. they do not use tables. They use doors. Doors. I had to learn this at the first show. I was saying, we want tables. And, and somebody that was a Prestige fan educated me oh. and said, it's we want doors. Not only did they have doors, they had doors wrapped in barbed wire. 
And then they stacked him on top of it. And what, what was my favorite part of the show? They the, stole his chair. They stole my chair. The devil took my chair, brought it in the ring, set up the doors, and then proceeded to have Kid Bandit throw him through them. Setting up setting up the finisher. Absolutely amazing. Prestige Wrestling. I got to get the promoter on the show. Mm. I got to get Kid Bandit on the show. Because I'm all in. I'm telling you this right now. I, I love WWE. I love AEW. I love them all. But there is something different about Prestige Wrestling. I do have the, the video of the finish for that match. Yes. I will be posting that tonight on TikTok. And uh, you can check it out there. It, it's just mind-blowing. 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 It, it, that, that's really all we... It's, it's, it's undescribable. You know, it, what it reminded me of is the first time I watched XPW and had that feeling when I watched Supreme Wrestle for the first time. Yeah. It was like there's so much hope that this person can go further and and climb up the circuit. Uh, I'm hoping that doesn't you know that happens for Kid Bandit, unlike what happened to Supreme. But uh, I I'm all in. Chip, all chips are in on Kid Bandit. All I'm, in, all I'm in. in. Uh, Kid Bandit, you are on. I'm I'm saying it now, on the permafire list. You are my ruby slippers. Right there. Oh goodness sakes. Oh goodness sakes. <laughs> Oh, all right. Permafire Kyle, you got somebody added to you, with you on the Permafire list, and that is none other than Kid Bandit and Prestige Wrestling. Mm. Period. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's get into some meat and potatoes of, uh, of, of, what, of what happened over the weeks. And I'll let Justin start this off because he's been waiting to talk about it. All right. Well, actually, I'm going to take it a different way. Um, I think before we get into that, we have a new Ring of Honor champion. We do. Mm-hmm. We do. We, we do. have a very well-deserving Ring of Honor champion. We do. Let's give him a round of applause. Let's give him a round of applause. Claudio. Claudio, a.k.a. Claudio. Cesaro. Uh, you, you go ahead. Run with it. Run with it. Because I'll, I have nothing but fire. My jaw say. dropped when I found I, out. I was glad to see it. Yeah. I, I was glad that finally. Finally. As, especially, you know, we, we just got done talking about, you know, Vince McMahon buried a lot of people. And mm. a lot of talent didn't get their just dessert. As Cesaro, he was one of my favorite people in WWE. I remember he's, when I thought he might actually stacked, win against Roman. He's a stacked individual, and for his size, he is stronger than he looks. Yes. And he is talented, and he's very professional. So it's glad to see him finally get his just yes, shot. Well, that's the thing a lot of people in the industry said. He's incredibly strong. For They said in WWE that he was the strongest man in WWE, and he proved it over and over again. You know, I mean, he may not be as big as a Brock Lesnar, but he was stronger than Brock Lesnar in strength. And, you know, even though we all, like, laugh about, you know, the spinning around and holding them, some of those guys, that, that took a lot yeah, of you're upper spin- body strength Not only are on you and- spinning a 300-pound man over and over again, but you have to keep yourself from getting vertigo, dizzy, da 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 No, no, Claudio, formerly known as Cesaro, it... I haven't even gotten to see the match because it was on that show. I didn't have access to it. But I popped by reading the article. Flat out, hands down. He, he deserves every bit of, of this championship. Um, I wasn't a big uh, fan of the other guy. And you know what I'm going to say? I'm just going to call him the other guy. Because it's not important to me. No, he, he, he really just doesn't. he wasn't important to me when he had the title. He wasn't important to me when I got introduced to him. And from everything that I've read. He's and kind of whiny. I just, yeah, I just don't care. The other takeaway from uh, that Ring of Honor event, Death by Dishonor, uh, FTW has definitely solidified themselves as they are 
Probably the best in the world. Top guys. They beat the Briscoes. Top guys. And, you know, the Briscoes are someone who, they're very talented as well. But, yeah. no, they are top guys. They are the Ooh. top guys. Like, they, they've they earned those three titles. And, again, two people buried by WWE. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, I'll be honest. Way. I was out on them. I didn't. They, I was so out on them in WWE that I never had the opportunity to respect the work they did in the ring. Ever since they went to AEW, their work in the ring has shown me exactly why they are, if not one of the top two tag teams in the business today. Well, that and the fact that AEW lets their talent go to other promotions yes. and do other things. WWE doesn't do that. But allowing them to do other promotions only makes people better. It builds credibility, too, from a from a story standpoint. Not only are they beating people in their own promotion, but they go to somewhere else and, and beat them and take their titles. And it's a double-edged sword because at the same time, that other promotion's title is, gets to be featured or shown, walked out on national television. And some of those people are going to show up on yes, national television. Yes, uh, let's On take, a chance they'd never get. And let's take a third takeaway from Death by Dishonor. Because I've talked about her a lot. A whole lot. I got I got her very first shirt. I have her very first uh, 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 five by seven or whatever picture you get. But Willow Nightingale got the W. She got the W. I'm not saying she's being used as a jobber in AEW. She's mm. doing her role in AEW. But seeing her live, she put me over with her fight with Taya Valkyrie again at Prestige Wrestling. But Willow Nightingale is another one that I'm saying this too. I don't think she stays on the independence all that long. No. She's ready for TV. I want to see her on TV. Hands down. Oh. That's what we... I, I, I feel like we missed a, a baby review that, that was amazing. I've always enjoyed Ring of Honor. Um, they just never have gotten enough publicity, I think, that yeah. not enough people know about it. But a lot of the talent that we love has come from Ring of Honor. And that's facts. Uh, and, um, and that's something Claudio said. He said that it's crazy... That he felt that there was nothing more that he could do, you know, in WWE because he wanted to do bigger things. He wanted to keep growing and he just felt like he couldn't do that there. And what happened? The, he went back to Ring of Honor. Ultimately, that's a full circle. Mac Miller running circles. He went back to, to another company and he ended up with the Ring of Honor. Chain. So one more time, Claudio... Way to be. But some people aren't realizing. You know what that does? Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, yeah. They have three titles. Moxley's got one. Yuta's got one. Claudio's got one. So what's uh, Brian Danielson taking? We all. I, there's one title I want him to have. One. We all know what it is. And it's not because I'm a CM Punk hater. But I think that he has to ultimately get that title. It does. I don't think Moxley's holding it after after CM Punk gets back. Oh, well, we're gonna find out soon. Yeah, sooner than later. Yeah, to be honest. But that's all speculation. But now, all right, Blackpool Combat Club has three titles. All right, so let's get into well, what we wanted to talk about. So, AEW, last Wednesday, final match. Whew. We watched on national TV, barbed wire everywhere, a pay-per-view caliber match 
on TV. Something that was absolutely fantastic. And after watching that match, the first thing that ran through my head was, WWE, you have been put on notice. Yep. This wasn't a, you need to go spend $60 to watch this match. This was, you turn on your TV, you turn it to TBS, and here you go. And they gave it to us. It was absolutely epic. And watching it right away and going, wait a minute, they're really not faking this. There Seems, wasn't any cut jobs. They weren't using. Uh, they weren't using razors or doing. Cause we, we were for that. We were watching very closely. No, on it, that. they used the actual barbed wire. And there was a time where Kingston had it stuck on the inside of his leg, and I was worried for him. You can see the look on their face. It really. It reminds me so much of the match we saw with Kid Bandit. Is is these people are putting on a show for the viewer, for the people in the, in the stands, and. Th- they don't have to. Let's be honest. They don't have to put their bodies into as much danger as they have. And that's something to be respected. Chris Jericho's how old? He's getting up there. Sting's how old? And he's jumping off balconies? Sting's like 60. You see what I'm saying? Like, they, they don't have to. Jericho's in his But they're still doing it. And that is something that I think should be respected. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I think a big thing is, like, they're allowed a significant amount of creative control to allow themselves to do this. No, they didn't have to do this match. But instead, they gave all the fans in that arena and everyone at home had something to talk about. This is something easily could have been done on a pay-per-view. Easily. It would have headlined. Yeah, it would be something that, like, you really wanted to see. Nope, it wasn't. This is just a casual match we're having on TV. It's our main event. Yeah. It was Fighter Fest. It was Fighter Fest. But, But, no, this was... This is just on regular TV. You know, you haven't seen something like this done since, you know, the Attitude Era. Just, no, not even that. I mean, we're talking ECW. Yeah. Yes, I mean, this I, reminded I, me of I watched, ECW. You know, I, I watched it once after Justin came home and told me, you just missed one of the sickest matches ever. And then I finally caught it on uh, YouTube, or play on YouTube, which I'm kind of looking over again. And... Uh, the way it's done, the way it's shot, the way the work—it's absolutely reminds me of ECW IWA era. It's that kind of brutal death match. It reminded me a lot of like the old uh, Mick Foley and Terry Funk matches. Oh, even Sa- even Sabu, even the ending reminded me of Sabu versus Funk. Yeah, it was that nasty. And you know they they did a good use of uh, you know the way they used the tables. There wasn't really a big you know. They were there, but it wasn't, like, really pushed. Mm. But just the way the bar bar was set up and the way that, like, you actually felt, like, you felt uncomfortable a few times where it's mm. like, okay, like, how far are we really going to push this? And at the end, throwing Jericho in that pit of barbed wire, that was just, like, the icing on the cake, you know? It, it was great absolutely through and through, and it started out just... Boom, we're going for it. We're no holds barred. There's not going to be any like, all right, we're going to warm up to it. It was immediately microphone full of barbed wire. We're cutting Jericho's head open. Yeah. We're going for blood. It was, it was, I will admit it. It was just like, you know, this is going to be the running thing. I think I'm just going to call it, the episode is called Kid Bandit Permafire, period. Because that's what it reminded me of, you know, seeing live. And, and, and there was no difference whether I saw this match on TV or the Kid Bandit match, on, you know, live in person. Both of these matches had me 
standing like that tip like that uh hey, oh but cats are getting crazy in here see casual we do this live we do this in one day we got like five kittens around here fighting right now that's what you're hearing and but, a begging dog and a begging dog but anyways it really went so far to show it made me uncomfortable but in a good way you know it, i mean it had me in stunned silence absolute stunned <laughs> silence and to get that kind of a reaction out of me thank you you know i'm not saying i want it all the time you know because it didn't feel forced no it did not feel it doesn't forced need to happen all the time but it was something that did happen and it was refreshing you know it, it was refreshing to see something like that and not have to pay 60 bucks to go watch right right you know cuz i mean I, I i i'll admit that i wanted to see it but it wasn't something i built my week around no you know like with the pay-per-view we have to build our week around it this was awesome. AEW fire with the barbed wire match. I mean, they even had the the ring bell covered in barbed wire. Okay, like <laughs> it did get a bit ridiculous. It got it got a little ridiculous. To, but hey, it worked, and they sold the concept. That's what I feel is now the next time AEW does a barbed wire everywhere match, I'm in, and I'm watching it. I want to know what else they can cover in barbed wire. Let's cover the ref next time. Oh, no. Oh, no. Cover the, the ref. Cover the ref of barbed wire. Oh, no. Oh, no. Speaking of refs, by the way, there is a tall ref in uh, Prestige Wrestling. As some of us have seen him on AEW, he's going to oh, be the boy. tall, skinny ref. His name is Brad. Brad. I'm going to break character. He His name is Brad. And his he is one of the best refs I've ever seen. I, may, I, I was lucky enough to see him outside. Got a picture with him, you know, before he went into character. But... Man, to see a ref walk into a, a ring and immediately get heat, like I'm talking theory-level heat when he gets in the ring, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to Brad, the referee in Prestige. Like I said, he's been on AEW shows a couple times, but man, this man does his job well. He does his job well uh, because I feel like the refs, sometimes they can uh, do too much. You know, that's why you hear, you know, people say, shut up, Aubrey. You know, I mean, sometimes they can take away, but no, I, it's, wow. Super wow. Cool guy. You need, you need refs that, that are, that are good at their job, you know? So AW, uh, that's all I remember to be honest with you for the whole week of AW. That's, that was it. I'm not saying there wasn't other things that happened that were cool. Uh, the FTW, um, promo, that was pretty nice. Oh, oh, you are right. The shoot promo from, uh, Dax Hardwood. Yeah, about his daughter. Yeah, I, I did didn't know where they're going for it. it almost, then, I was about to, I was about to get, I was a little comfortable, and halfway through, I was like, "Where is this going?" But then when it hit, it was like, "Okay, you know what?" Yeah, props. Bud. And those weren't wolf tears. Those were not wolf tears. Uh, I, that's the only time that I'm okay with a re, with a professional wrestler crying in the ring, is if it's a shoot and not a work. Wolf tears, I'm, I'm not in. But that that tugged at my heart, and I and I didn't even need it. I'm already in on FTR. Now I'm in even more because, like they said in that promo, they're not used to being cheered like this. It reminds me a lot of C, of of John Cena when he came back uh, last year. He's not used to being cheered like this. He's not used to it, and that is something that is never really thought about. Somebody who's such a good heel for so long. Or, or, or hated or has heat for so long and then they find they 
something happens and they go over oh. with the crowd. Yeah, that's that that's neat. And and so that and that, but that also goes to show why FTR is as good as they are. Period. Like one hundred percent. So we're gonna say the uh, promo fire. Fire. And we're gonna say uh, barbed wire match. Fire. Absolute. Absolute beyond a shot of a doubt fire. Uh, and, and really, yeah, those are the two things that stood out for me for AEW. I'll be honest with you. And let's be honest, Jericho still got it. Jericho Jericho belongs on the Mount Rushmore. Period. Yeah. And one more thing out of AEW. Yeah, we, we, you and I have talked about this, and Rudy, you've talked about it with us many times. The question on seeing Sting in an actual match. I am ready to watch Sting and Malachi Black. I'm ready. I'm right because because I think that I know no not think I know Malachi Black wouldn't just have to carry him through a match because that's disrespectful this thing but at his age and, and you know with the health problems and whatnot that, that's the factor but I believe that Malachi Black regardless who wins I think Malachi Black and Sting could put on a five star match and I, and if that's the last five star match I see from Sting. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. If the man can still jump off something and splash like that and continue to go. All right, what do you got? Yep. I'm in. I'm, he, a, I'm he, appreciating he, Sting. Every time he, he clearly has more left in the tank. I'm appreciating every moment that we have a Sting right now oh, because it's borrowed time. Yeah. I get that queasy feeling every time I see him jump off something like, is this going to be the last time he jumps off? But we weren't supposed to have Sting back now. Yeah. Period. Well, we weren't supposed to have uh, Brian Danielson back. Yep. We weren't supposed to have Bunk back for that one era. Yeah, we weren't supposed to have Edge back. Yep. You know? But, you know, things happen. Hey, so... Modern medicine, you know, as much as... Gas, has been gas in it, the tank. Just it, keep going. There's still things. If you yeah. have the money, they can do it. Yeah. So, you know, that and that's where we're at. You know, like I said, this episode's a little different because we really wanted to give so much props and respect to not, n- not just... You know, the promotions, but the performers. I mean, from, like I said, Prestige Wrestling with ACH and All Caps and, and Takashita, Frankie Kazarian, Kid Bandit, absolutely in a crowd of, you know, about 200 people because it was a small venue on purpose. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And then with AW, you got your Chris Jericho's, your Eddie Kingston's, your Darby Allen's, which we can never talk enough about on, on how amazing that kid is. Hometown boy, hometown boy Darby Allen. Uh, but we're, I think we're about to, it all goes back to the first thing we talked about. It's not just Triple H taking over that it's important. I believe that wrestling as a whole, as a whole business, is about to change. And I think that we are about to enter a new, different era of wrestling across the board. Period. And that is awesome and fire because who does that ultimately benefit? Us, the fans. Us, the fans. I'm excited to see what the new era is going to bring. I, I'm excited about all promotions right now. Okay, it's so a question. fresh breath of air that we've needed it for a long time. We get down to WrestleMania, yo. It'll be long enough that they're going to have full control. Does WWE open the forbidden door? You know what? I Do they do it? I think they have to at this point. Yeah, I do. Too. I think that I think to it would compete, be they have to. I think that it would be a bad business decision to not. Yeah. 
in some way, shape, or form. There, there's got to be something. I mean, yeah, you know, at the Rumble, there's always that random, you know. No, I'm talking a real up. forbidden door open. But no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, let, let, let's get something going here. Yeah, yeah, because make us enjoy your product again. Yes, not only enjoy your product, but realize now that most of us, the most of us aren't just watching. Even if you're not watching the other promotions, you're checking it out. You, if you follow wrestling in any way, shape, or form, you're getting those into your feed on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and all that. You're finding out about all this stuff. You want to know where these people went after they left WWE. And, yeah. and now you want to know what's going on in other promotions. Like you said, uh, Rudy, the, the uh, Kid Bandit match in a little small venue in an in a underground company, Prestige, mm. practically went viral. Yeah, it absolutely did. Practically went viral. Not just because of what kind of you know what kind of athlete she is. It's the fact that the match was so incredibly and violent. people are sharing and these and people well are done. sharing it. People are, are 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 experiencing all this. So yes, I believe that Vince leaving doesn't just affect WWE. I believe that is the biggest domino that could possibly fall to finally give us another era of wrestling. It was the last thing stopping progression. Yes, absolutely. I'm just hoping they don't do the same mistake that happened when the height of WCW and ECW and WWF, where you had these three promotions. You know, I don't want them fighting anymore. Yeah, I, I want, want them, them working fighting. together. I want, yeah, I want, I, I want a big show. I want to see the cross from. You know, I would be in heaven, hog heaven, if they all just did one. I've said this before. Show. The best thing that they could do. Is I know WrestleMania will always be WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. Look, hands down, no matter what, WrestleMania is the biggest sporting event in the world, darn near. Give mm-hmm. me a super fight. You know, but give me one pay per view a year that call it forbid. Uh, that's what I think Forbidden Door should be now. Yeah. It's not. You know what? No, it's not Cross that WWE promotion. needs to open the Forbidden Door. It's that WWE needs to walk through the Forbidden Door. Absolutely. Here, here's an idea. Let's reinvent Survivor Series. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just WWE teams, let's see someone from AEW. Let's see someone from... I, I want to I agree, but but with me... Survivor like I said before, though, let's, let's reinvent the war game. But I feel like Survivor yeah. Series could, could stay in-house. I'm saying that Survivor Forbidden Series Door oh, is the first though. thing. But Forbidden Door was the key. No, it was. So it now, I am actually realize this now. It's not that I want to see WWE open the Forbidden Door. I want to see them go through the forbidden door. So at the next forbidden door show, that's the that's the way they take it to a whole nother level. I want to see WWE go through it. Because I think Forbidden Door is what I've wanted and I think that it is an amazing concept and I believe that it could grow to something WrestleMania status. Yeah. What if every year you held it at a different home of a promotion? So now it was here for AEW. What if next year it was in New Japan? Oh. What if the following year it was in WWE's world? You know what I'm saying? Like, Madison Square Garden, that's where they'd have to do I th- it. I think next year has to be at New Japan. I think next year has to be in New Japan. But that would be the perfect time for WWE to go through the now, Forbidden Now, Bar. with this change and everything, give us a dream matches. I really want. hope we don't have any more Saudi Arabia shows. Uh, we are going to have those for, I believe, another four years. Oh. Ugh. The, money's, the, the money's there. Yeah. The money's been paid. So, all right, all right. So we got that out of the way. Now we're going to go ahead and take a quick lunchable breather break. And we're going to get into our predictions for SummerSlam. 
and that will allow us to give us get a little bit of uh you know background you know to, to stuff because not all of us have seen everything mm. but uh you know i'm just gonna hit the pause button for a second because yeah we live we're doing this in one shot but hey i want something to drink i ain't gonna get some water so that's what we're gonna do and we're gonna be right back here on wtfw podcast Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to WWEPodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to Patreon.com slash WWEPodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.